Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 547th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms as well, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and many other sports as well. My highlight of the week is the Boston Celtics going into Madison Square Garden on Saturday night in a nationally televised ABC game and putting on an absolute shooting display to down the New York Knicks. Celtics are clearly the best team in the NBA so far. They're having an epic season, and Jason Tatum has gone to the next level. Uh, As I heard this morning on ESPN, he's the best player on the best team, so clearly in the MVP conversation. But it's also starting to remind me a little bit of uh, last year's Boston Bruins, who, again, had the most wins ever in NHL history. I think the most points as well. And I said then, and I'll say it again now regarding the Celtics, that all the records are breaking. The Celtics, you'll remember, started off with like 20 wins in a row at the Garden. Uh, breaking certainly Celtic records uh, for most wins ever to start a season. But uh, it'll all be meaningless if they don't win the championship, especially this year because they've been knocking at the door. Uh, got, had one finals appearance against the Warriors a couple years ago. We all remember that. And they've been in probably like four conference finals in recent years. Um, and the Bruins last year, they... Uh, knocked out in the first round by the Florida Panthers after holding a two-goal lead with, I think, five minutes to go. And uh, I think they held a two-game lead at one point. Uh, we're ahead of the Panthers 3-1. They lost, of course, game seven in the Garden. Um, and it just rendered the entire regular season meaningless. And going back a few years, in tribute to the Apple show, Dynasty about the 20-year run of the New New England Patriots. Uh, just finished the other day watching episode four, which of course ends with the perfect season of 2007 being ended by the Giants. No 19 and 0, instead it was 18 and 1, and uh, and that certainly brought that dark day back into uh, into the memory banks. And uh, 
So, yeah, <clears throat> and here we are kind of facing a very similar situation now with the Celtics, uh, similar to 2007 Patriots and last year's Boston Bruins, record-setting regular seasons, epic, uh, both on a team basis and an individual basis. Uh, think Tom Brady to Randy Moss. Tom Brady broke this record that year against the Giants in the final game of the season, the Giants who beat him in the Super Bowl. Most touchdowns ever by a quarterback, I think it was 50. And, of course, it was caught by Randy Moss, and I think he, with that catch, uh, broke the record for, I think, most TDs ever by a receiver. So, and again, the Bruins last year shattered all kinds of records, team records. And here we are again with the Celtics. Uh, You know, we're in the back half, if not back third of the uh, NBA season. So now it's getting real and starting to look at uh, seedings and matchups potentially. I know it's pretty early for that, but we're, we're starting, it's starting to seep into the conversation. So yeah, so it just feels like this is the year the Celtics need to get that elusive uh, championship. And it's going to be fun to watch, no doubt about it, but they look just fabulous. They really did it on Saturday night down at MSG. The Knicks always give them trouble, especially in MSG. And, uh, you know, to the credit, the Knicks, you know, kept closing the gap, but the Celtics kept responding a lot of times with long-range shooting and uh, just a very, very impressive performance by the Seas. Well, my low light of the week was the court storming at... Wake Forest on Saturday uh, when the Demon Deacons beat Duke uh, and Duke's star Kyle Filipowski was apparently injured. He had to be helped off the court and it just brings that uh, nasty situation right back to the forefront. Remember it happened to Caitlin Clark last year, I believe, uh, at Iowa in the women's game and uh, she she was uh, I don't know if she was injured, but she was certainly shaken up, shall we say? And uh, and same with Filipowski on Saturday, and uh, this one really really got a lot of reaction. It was actually on the national news last night uh, on NBC Evening News. That's how big a story it's instantly become. But it's been a story for a while. I myself witnessed one basketball court storming at Boston College when they beat Duke, uh, coincidentally. And I I think when anybody beats Duke, court stormings are often in order. And uh, not a coincidence. So, yeah, I mean, I was watching from an upper level, so to speak, in the relatively small BC gym. And uh, it, it just became instantly obvious, and we're going back a few years here, how Easily, someone can get hurt, and just any number of bad situations could occur. So the NCAA, assuming they're the body still governing things, tough to tell these days, and then their relatively new head, Charlie Baker, former governor of Massachusetts, uh, they, they have to do something. It, it just can't go on because something really, really bad is going to happen. Um, at some point in time. And, uh, you know, as Jay Billis, ESPN announcer, 
pointed out, you know, you don't see it ever in the pros in any sport, uh, NFL, major league baseball, NHL, uh, none of it, uh, or of course baseball. And it's just, uh, it's a recipe for disaster. Something really needs to be done to at least at minimum, get the visiting team somehow off the floor, uh, before it starts, which seemingly would take a minute or less, but, uh, it's back on the table and it seems that maybe the outcry will be enough to potentially get something, you know, put in to just prevent these things from happening and putting a lot of people in danger, including the fans who are actually doing the course to storming, obviously fans slash students for the most part. And my bizarre story of the week is the big time brawl between the heat and the Pelicans, uh, involving, you know, a lot of people to say the least five suspensions. Uh, but you know, two of the bigger names in all of basketball, Jimmy Butler, and Zion. And, uh, again, five suspensions is a lot. Um, it seemingly went on for a really long time as brawls go in sports and, you know, moved around the court to really a number of different locations. And, uh, and that was really quite a sight to see, uh, to say the least, especially when you're talking, you know, uh, Zion, uh, a man child of the highest degree and, uh, given his size and, uh, and Jimmy Butler, who's, uh, you know, he's, he's a tough guy. He has that reputation and it's well-earned and, uh, let's just say not someone you want to, want to mess with. Uh, but there was a lot of peripheral players as well involved. And, uh, again, five suspensions, but there was a lot of other activity, over the weekend, I happened to be lucky enough to tune in to the, uh, after watching the golf tournament, to the amazing ending, uh, Ohio State, Michigan State, where the Ohio State player come down, down one, I believe, maybe two, and just hit an incredible off-balance three-pointer, nothing but net, to, uh, to lift Ohio State to a victory over the Spartans. Patrick Kane, great theater there. His, uh, you know, he was honored in Chicago where he had the best years of his career, obviously. Three Stanley Cups. And then he scored the winning goal in overtime. Can't make this stuff up, folks. And so that was, again, just great theater. Um, spring training underway. So a lot of baseball suddenly all over the place on TV. Uh, and it's always something that gets the juices flowing. Baseball was back and big signing over the weekend with, uh, Cody Bellinger going to the Cubs. And, uh, you know, after the start of spring trading, kind of unusual, he's obviously a huge name and, uh, still a couple of big names out there, including, uh, Blake Snell. Uh, apparently the Yankees are targeting him. So, uh, in addition to spring training games itself, and, uh, you have some pretty big names out there that 
still may be signed during spring training. Um, <clears throat> MLS underway, Major League Soccer. And this year, uh, Lionel Messi will be playing the full season with, uh, with Miami. And uh, true to form, he tied the game in extra time last night uh, in the season opener against uh, Los Angeles. And uh, so Messi's back, and it's just going to be amazing to watch him play a full season in MLS. It's really, uh, you know, been quite, quite a thing to see. Last year, he talked about bursting on the scene. He was doing just incredible things. And last night, for the most part, he pretty much picked up where he left off. And uh, so this could be Major League Soccer's long-awaited breakthrough into the true, genuine mainstream of American sports. It's just keep, each year it keeps making inroads. Uh, but Messi's arrival to Miami uh, during the season last year really just took it next level, and it appears with him around for the whole season. Uh, it might take it up to the final level, which is, you know, we'll call it the fifth American uh, spectator sport joining hockey, football, baseball, and basketball. And it uh, looks like everything is poised for that to happen, and Messi is the guy that might be able to do it. So now let's take our break, and we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well, so don't go anywhere. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. On Next at the Mic Radio, Voice America producer and host Bonnie D invites you to eavesdrop on her live unscripted conversations with Voice America's longtime new and upcoming hosts. Tune in as she uncovers what makes them tick, where they find their inspiration, how they define success, handle challenges, and more to inspire you to think out of the box and find your own mic. 
Enjoy Bonnie D's always lively spotlight conversations on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Ooh, how those lips can talk. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. We're America listeners. Welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms as well, where they discuss the SEC college football, and many other sports as well. And AP, how you doing today? Hey, John, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for calling in, as always. And uh, AP, I was thinking of you over the weekend as I was watching the Wake Forest-Duke game and, of course, the court storming immediately following. And it's obviously become a massive topic because Duke star Kyle Filipowski had to, was apparently hurt and had to be helped off the floor. Uh, and AP, it occurred to me that I think you may have been present at the biggest field storming, as in college football of all time, which was the kick six, Alabama at Auburn. Am I right about that? Correct. I was. I was. Uh, yeah, I've been on the field storming uh, numerous times, yes. Yeah, so I wanted to get your opinion on it. I mean, it's a massive story. It was literally on the national news last night, and every need to say all the sports shows are just talking about it. Um, and Duke head coach and many, many others come out against it, including Kyle Filipowski, who hurt his knee, uh, the player that who hurt his knee against Wake Forest on Saturday after they beat Duke. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, you've literally not only seen them, you've kind of been in them, or right beside them, shall we say. Yes, yes, and you can get hurt. Yes, you can get hurt. Um, there's no, no question. So this has been happening since day one. So day one. here we are, 2024. Nothing's changed. Why? Nothing's Why changed. Why nothing's changed? Why? Why has it not changed? Yeah, Caitlin Clark, they just showed a highlight on ESPN of yeah. her getting run over last year. We all remember that. Uh, yeah. She was shaken up, but I don't believe injured. But Filipowski was injured. He had to be helped off the court. That's something we haven't yeah. seen too much of, shall we say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you've seen it at Wisconsin football, right, where they were jammed up against the fence. Well, there's yes. all kinds of situations. So why has nothing happened? I know. How about the Tennessee-Alabama game when they, they, they all the took down the goalposts? <laughs> Remember that one? Yeah. That was only two years ago. I mean, that could kill you. That could kill you. Absolutely. You, know, you, can be, the tra- the tra- you could be killed with the trampling. 
You can be killed to the goalpost. There's a number of ways that you can die of suffocation, being pressed up against a, a, a structure. So like Correct. my question, why has nothing happened? You know, the penalty, they, they, they have so much money they can pay the penalty. 100000 200000 they pay it. But nothing's yeah. done. So maybe, you know, what effects change, John? I, I guess when it hits you so severe that either financially or to some individual that it was related to power, then you change. But until that happens, nothing will change. Yeah, well, he, you know, Jay Billis has really spoken out strongly about this, including immediately following the game. And, you know, he said, uh, you know, and he's right. I mean, everybody likes the visual, the networks, the college football programs. As he said, they use it in recruiting and, you know, all that stuff. But uh, and the former governor of Massachusetts, Charlie Baker, now is in charge of the NCAA. So it seems he would be the guy to have to step up. And I saw him interviewed on uh, over the weekend, I believe. And but it seems to me, I, I, I know in many ways it seems like hard to stop, but I think you can also just say something to the effect of anybody, any student, it's, let's face it, it's mostly students, if not 95% students. And, you know, anybody who rushes the court and is identified, you know, they'll be suspended or lose or whatever, or expelled. And I think it could be that simple. I don't think it needs to be ringing the field with security or the court or whatever necessarily. That's one way to do it, but I think a simple way would just be to say to ban them and any perps, perpetrators of that risk, you know, discipline, shall we say, from the school. Just that simple. Yeah. But my feeling, John, is why am I looking to the NCAA? Why am I looking to the commissioner? Why am I looking to the president of the university? Why aren't I looking at the director of athletics? Right. In other words, the school should crack their own problem. And it's just, it's yeah, a problem no, that well, most you, schools have. Stuff, Put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why, why are you looking upward when you have the, the authority and the power to affect change? Why am I pointing at somebody else when this has been That's going it. on for centuries yeah. now? It sure has, AP, to say the least. I myself witnessed a court storming against, of course, who else? Duke, uh, which was at Boston College, going back a ways, 10, 10 years or more. And BC has, you know, a relatively small gym compared with other arenas, or eight, 10,000, yeah. whatever. And I, I, you know, I was in that area, you know, between the lower level seats and the upper level seats. So just right in the aisle there. And it was just right in front of me, but I wasn't, but I was a good, you know, 50 yards from it or so, whatever. And it, I'll never forget it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like incredible to witness in person. Again, you've seen it not only on courts, yeah. but also on fields. And, uh, yeah. and I've never forgotten it. And just the recipe for some really bad things happening is gigantic, you know, and it's amazing that worse things haven't happened because there's so many things like, you know, disappointed visiting teams, uh, you know, angry, shall we say, 
euphoric students, uh, all of it. It's, it's just all in place for something really, really horrible to happen. And I think if the colleges themselves, AP, ever gave that a really close analysis and recognized the, what could happen, uh, like you said, trampling, that type of thing, then, um, you, you know, they would stop it, <laughs> you know, if they it, really, really it, analyzed John, it. it. It's hard to believe they have all these lawyers telling them of the misdeeds that can lead to claims against colleges and universities. Right. And, and this has been the standard for like, I'm saying a couple of centuries now. It really has. No, I, and yeah, I don't really quite understand it because they're always saying you can't move somebody somewhere because, oh, they, well, you could be sued. Okay, we can be sued here. We can be, all these different scenarios. And this one, I mean, you're crossing your fingers. Uh, it, hopefully nothing happens. There's literally thousands of incidents that could potentially be the next lawsuit. Oh, my god! the court. Yeah, I mean, somebody and, gets seriously injured, including where are the these lawyers. The, where are these lawyers now? Where where have, where have these lawyers been? Right. I know. No, it's incredible. And by the way, it's not just, you know, the visiting team. It could be the home team because, you know, they're just and more importantly, just as importantly, it could be the students themselves who are doing the court storming who could be hurt or oh, worse. Yes, yes. And if that ever happens, then I, I would think it would be, no pun intended, the slam dunk lawsuit of all time against any university I, I, that simply allowed it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there'd be or a lot of tears and, and, and services and memorials. And I'm thinking uh, this could have been prevented at some point. Yeah. The home team can get injured. The, the definitely the fans can definitely get injured. And when you see that goalpost come down, I'm always thinking somebody hits somebody's head, they're out. Lights out. Oh, my gosh. It's it's over. (laughs) To say the least. It's over. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I have a memory, too, just seeping in of some real serious – I don't even know if it was a court storming, but some real crazy sidelines at a Mississippi State game a few years back, if I have memory serves me correct. Um, might have been. It, it was it might was a crazy been, ending, crazy ending involving yeah. fans or whatever, and getting a team off the field, whatever. I mean, there's so many; it's tough to keep them all yeah. straight, quite frankly. But yeah, it you just, can't keep them straight now. You can't, but it's just so fraught with danger for all parties concerned. Uh, but yeah, you know, again, for the visiting team who just lost, they're disappointed angry and just trying to get off the floor. I mean, one thing I heard put forth that I mentioned in my, in the first segment was just simply somehow trying to implement a, a one minute situation, one minute well, after the game ends to yeah, you know, that, get the wizarding team right, off but, the floor. Easier said than done. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that's fine. But the fans are still someone to court. So somebody can right. get trampled. All right. So I, right. I don't agree with that at all. That's not the solution. It would it, no. it would just simply be an improvement over the current situation. Yeah, I mean, frankly, yeah, nothing is done. Yeah, right. It, yeah, yeah. The 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 away team would be protected, right? But the home team could get trampled, and the students Absolutely. and the fans could all get trampled again. So, oh, yeah, you're protecting yeah. 
You're protecting the visiting team and the visiting party. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That that's sort of the instant volatility that could that you know could ignite something. Um, but yeah, there's still that doesn't solve the problem by any stretch. It just no. simply uh, might take away the most volatile interaction. Uh, home fans versus visiting team. Um, yeah. But I don't know, AP, it, 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 there's no reason to believe anything's going to happen. You, you know, it's just, no, yeah. uh, you know, anything concrete, but you're right. To sum it up here, as we close the first segment, you are, the colleges themselves have to do it. They can't be waiting for the NCA and Charlie Baker. They just simply have to no. come up with their own solution and get it underway. It's just time. Um, yeah. And, you know, one of the best I, players in the country had to be helped off the off the court the other day yeah. after a loss. Yeah, so absolutely. And and the other thing, John, I don't buy the fact that they're college students and you can't educate them on proper behavior. I mean, they're not they're not children. Correct. Exactly. Yeah, I they're, think they're, it's as simple as you know. They're adults. They're eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. Any student caught on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Any student caught on the floor or field. Quote, court storming, field storming uh, is subject to discipline. That's simple. That's simple. And then, you know, it's up to the parents to say, you know, uh, to tell all their kids, like, don't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you know. I, I, yeah. My, my thing is, why would you pay a fine of 200000 250000 How many people can you hire at 250000 to come right. in the last hour, just if you hire them for the last hour of the game. Exactly. You, they don't even have exactly. to be there the whole entire day. Right, and I also they think come it's unfair. In the beginning of the fourth quarter for in football, 10 minutes left in the basketball, you got them ready. There's no way anybody's getting through. And if they try to get through, I mean, they're going to suffer. The, I mean, I'm, I'm talking, you'll have to get, if they get physical, you get physical. I mean, it's justified. Right. With security. What but, court of yeah. law is going to? Yeah, what court of law is going to hold the security guard for getting physical when you're you're making the announcement all game long? You're putting up signs. You're doing everything that a reasonable person. When you go into the court of law, the reasonable per- person test. Do not come on the court. Right. And I mean, you're right what, about what that. What judge is going to is, is going to penalize a security person? Exactly. No, you're right about that. Uh, let's just say it's not a job I would want. Being a member of that not me. Because not, not me. Not me. I don't care to be in that enforcement. No, no way. I wouldn't right, either. Because they, they could get overwhelmed in a hurry. So I don't know that. But yeah, it, that would be a start, to say the least. Uh, but AP, we've already come to the end of our first segment together. Hot topic, to say the least. Uh, we're, we're, you, you know, if they're looking for a visual, they kind of got one with Kyle Filipowski, one of the best players in the country, being helped off the court apparently injuring his knee. And so now they've got, like I said, the visual uh, to, you know, maybe make progress on trying to stop this thing. Uh, But AP, let's take our break. Still a lot more to get to on the other side. So don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. 
Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where we're going this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, no roads are required. We'll board a helicopter to snipe hogs with Brett Jepson from Target Rich Environment. Then we'll hop on the SS Tuna Tub for catfish with Cat Daddy. And then hit the woods for a little turkey hunting with Chris Queen of Trekking Outdoors. The Revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, AP and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast, on Spotify, and other platforms, where they discuss the SCC, college football, and other sports as well. Well, AP, we talked about the court-storming controversy in the previous segment, but there's a lot of college basketball being played, which is exactly what prompted the court-storming when Wake Forest beat Duke the other day, and uh, AP, um, good one, interesting one over the weekend, Alabama and Kentucky, uh, two SEC powerhouses, and uh, Kentucky, they're suddenly on like quite a roll. They were just, uh, have one of their biggest point production games in their history, which is saying something. Right, right, and I believe they lost LSU by a point, right, down in Baton Rouge, if I think, if I remember oh, right, by I, a point. I thought that happened. Oh, AP, yeah. I, I watched the ending of that. Yeah, I, I've been having good luck, yeah. AP. I, I happened to tune in for the very ending of that amazing shot, which was basically a broken play. And then yesterday I happened to tune in to the Michigan State-Ohio State game where the Ohio State player hit a uh, – off-balance, three-pointer, nothing but net to beat uh, the Spartans. So, uh, yeah, 
But you're right about Alabama or Kentucky LSU. That was an amazing ending, too. Uh, but they didn't need an ending like that yesterday against Alabama, did they? No, they sure didn't. They had the 117 points last time Alabama gave up. That neighborhood was um, December of 1970 against USC in the L.A. Sports Arena. Wow. That's amazing. Um, yeah, 117 122.75, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that came. Yeah, 47 well, points, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. These are some big numbers. These are NBA numbers, to, to say the least. Yes, and, yes, uh, and John, you realize that Alabama scored their average or so near it and still lost by 22. Yeah, well, John Calipari, here we go again, right? You know, he gets these yeah. freshmen in there, uh, yeah. and, you know, he molds the team as it goes along. And most years, not every, but most years, uh, you know, by the time we get, you know, into the final month of the regular season and conference championships, you know, they're playing well. And suddenly it's like you, you got to uh, – you know, they, they become clearly a team that needs to be watched uh, heading into the NCAA tournament in March Madness, to say the least. It's classic. It's nearly yeah, every year with Kentucky. Right. Yeah. Can they play enough defense? I think Kentucky, that's the question. But there's a there's so many teams with flaws, multiple Correct. flaws that they, they could they, they could they could win four games and get to the final four. And then when you get there, John, it's two games, right? It's three weekends of winning two games. That's the NCAA tournament. Well said. Uh, Very well said. Um, And, you know, AP, I really, you know, it's been building and building towards this. And we kind of got there with the Final Four last year with, I believe, San Diego State and Florida Atlantic making the Final Four. Not who, let's just say they weren't preseason picks for the Final Four. And, uh, but AP, this seems like the, you know, Biggest ever, it's impossible to pick a winner this year. More than ever before, you know, oh, in yes. advance. Oh, there, there's just oh. no clear favorite. Nothing even no. close to a clear favorite. And it feels like kind of new ground for the first time ever. <laughs> That's not to say that yep. Cinderella's didn't make it last year. They did, obviously. Yeah, just yeah, named them. yeah, last year, John, that had to be the dance with three Cinderella's. Was it Correct. not? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the most ever, most ever. It was incredible last year. Nobody could have predicted that final four. And then Connecticut was just, they just flew through their brackets, I believe. I don't know if they had a close game. I don't recall. I I, I just don't recall them having a close game. Maybe they did. But once they got to that final four, I said it was theirs to lose. Oh, yeah. I didn't think. Yeah. They were in charge and something you and I enjoyed. I'm going you know, with our, you have yeah. Connecticut roots. I have new England roots. And, uh, yeah. I, th- I thought it was great. And it's just amazing. You know, I was watching some of the, uh, the Yukon game over the weekend and they flashed up the banners, five of them, pretty incredible. And basically signs. Yeah. They did, you know, college game day from there and all that. And, uh, playing right. Villanova. And what really jumped out at me was, that they've won these five championships over such a long span, you know, it's not like they're all bunched together, like UCLA winning, whatever, 10 out of 11. It just spreads over so many years and different coaches, three different coaches, at least Jim Calhoun, Kevin Ollie coaches. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then you, you, so, you, throw, you, you throw in Yukon yeah. women and it's like, uh, there were signs there and I, I thought like, well, this is probably accurate where they basically said the basketball capital of the world. Welcome to Connecticut. <laughs> and I was like, you know, there's really a lot to be said for that. Yeah. I mean, who has, does Carolina have six, I think, and Duke has five or six, Kansas has uh, five or six, right? Something like that. Kentucky's got eight, I think, and but Kentucky hasn't won in quite a while. It was back, wasn't it back to back? Pacino and Tubby Smith, right? Maybe. Mm-hmm. And then before that was Rupp, Adolph Rupp, I think. Uh, Joe B. Hall had a championship in there for Kentucky in '78. He did. He did. Um, Caleb Perry, he won with Kentucky once, right? I think it's yes. four and four, four for Rupp and four for the rest of them. I believe that's what it is. And yeah, then, of course, UCLA way, is with the, what, 11? Does UCLA have 11, maybe, 10 with Wooden and one with uh, Jim Herrick, right? And Larry Brown didn't when he got to the finals, I think. Right. Lost to, Gene, lost to Louisville. Gene, I, thought, I thought they won with a coach, Gene. Be, Gene no, Gene Barto. No, he didn't have one with UCLA. Oh, he didn't. No, okay. No, no. No, he okay, was followed Wood, or I think he followed Wood. Did he follow Wood? Maybe forgot. But yeah, well, uh, I think Kentucky with eight, and I mean, yeah, Kentucky with eight, UCLA with eleven. I think there's Carolina with six. Kansas might have in that neighborhood as well. Then Duke and UConn, and um, I think everybody else. Is that right for for college basketball? I think that does sound about right. And AP, the point is really simple that I'm trying to make. All the schools you just named, obviously, they've won their championships over many, many years as well, obviously. Right. My point is very simple. U- UConn is now in that conversation after last year, period. It cannot be questioned. Oh, oh you know, yes. Oh, right yeah. there with yeah, Kentucky, you can make, North Carolina, yeah, and the, Duke, and UCLA. Yeah. They're there. Oh, yeah. Well, with a third coach, and it's up to five. And like I say, I think they maybe tied Duke possibly, and Carolina has six, five, something like that. So yeah, they're, yeah, yep. you know, they're like I say, UCLA, um, Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina, Duke, Connecticut. However, that is the lineup. I know it's UCLA at the top, of course, but right. uh, they're right in that top four, five, six, whatever it may be for college basketball. And that all came about. Uh, Connecticut, I believe, won the NIT nineteen eighty eight. Jim Calhoun mm-hmm. came on board around 86, 87, maybe. Won that NIT, I think it was 88 or so, versus Ohio State. And then finally got that championship done in, what, 99, I think. So it took him 10-plus years to reach that pinnacle. And then he ended up beating Duke, Duke a couple times in the finals, right? And then they beat, I forgot who else they beat. Um, was it, who did they beat? Um, they beat. Butler, I believe, right? Butler one time, right? They did beat Butler. That, the, I think it was I'm the not year sure if that was after. Calhoun or, uh, yeah. I think it was the year after Butler almost beat Duke on the what would have been the greatest shot Maybe in college was, basketball yeah. history, the Gordon Hayward yeah, midcourt I, shot that almost dropped but didn't. Right. Uh, so, so last year well, that was what San Diego State, Florida, Florida they, Atlantic. So, uh, who did they beat in the championship with the San Diego State or Florida Atlantic? I don't remember. I think San Diego State. I'm not sure. I but... thought it was San Diego State. And then before that with Ali, I can't remember who he beat for this champion. I, I don't remember. I'm not sure either. I but the UConn team, I remember, is, 
The one that really came out of nowhere, I think, because they've had great players too, like the other schools. Oh yeah, the, the other. Oh yeah, they had a run of players. Yes. Yeah, but the Kemba Walker, where he started in the, with, he had the probably the best Big East tourney tournament. Yeah. Back when it really mattered, that was must see TV yeah. back in the day, and uh, yeah, the greatest Big East stoppers. tournament ever, yeah. and uh, at the Garden, and then he followed right up, right through the NCAA tournament. And that that's the one team that felt like a, that came a little bit out of nowhere because and they just rode Kemba Walker. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's great to see. I mean, you know, I've driven down 84 from Boston and through into Connecticut. And, you know, there's signs as you enter Connecticut and all that. And they're supposed yes. to be right at the store's exit. Uh, yeah. And it always brings a smile to my face. Like, yeah, again, and you got to throw the Yukon women into this conversation. To put it mildly. Yes. Um, well, right. AP, we're at the end of our third, second break together. Still have one more segment to go. Still a few more things to get to. So don't go anywhere, and uh, we'll get to that on the other side. Birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Millions of people do not have children. Around the world, becoming a parent may be an unrealized dream and increasingly a deliberate choice. Yet our experiences remain largely unacknowledged across cultures, families, and friendships. Unconscious bias in public and workplace policy, media narratives, and educational content often renders us invisible. New Legacy Radio reveals these missing stories through the perspectives of our community and allies as we work to achieve meaningful change that recognizes our true and diverse experiences. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host, keynote speaker, and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now, she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for the Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR 
at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It. Heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms where they discuss the SEC, college football, and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tonight's Capital One's The Match. We're talking golf. And it's uh, Under the Lights in West Palm Beach, Florida, featuring Rory McIlroy, Lexi Thompson, Rose Zhang, and Max Homa. 12-hole mixed skins format. And uh, Charles Barkley uh, and the TNT crew will be on hand. And it's always very entertaining. Um, so worth watching on a, on a Monday night. And AP, just to close out our previous conversation in the third segment, which is UConn. Bottom line, they won their first national championship in 1999. So safe to say UConn is the best men's college program of the last 25 years, right? Period. Five national championships in 25 years. That's incredible. Yes. Yes. So, oh, yes. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. Yeah. No, no so question. Like I say, three different coaches, three different coaches. Three different coaches. That adds to it, uh, to the the program status of it. It's not just about one coach like a John Wooden, for instance. Uh, but AP, uh, just moving sports here, we've got the Combine this week uh, out in Indianapolis, as always. Um, and... Uh, I think it's, you know, it's always fascinating. It's, uh, you know, in its, its own weird way. Um, but AP, let me ask you, have you ever been to a combine? No, no, I, because I attended no, the cover the senior bowl. Yeah. I, I, I had better access than the combine. So I never had a strong desire to attend one or cover one, but I, I will eventually probably, but uh, at this yeah. moment, no. I kind of feel the same way. It always generates a lot of, you know, kind of crazy stories, whether it's, you know, Kenny Pickett and there have been others who have small hands, stuff like that. There's always a couple, you know, uh, people who elevate their draft stock and others who don't. Now, not every player participates. It's not automatic that these players are going to go to the combine, the best players in the country. Uh, You know, we all remember the famous photo of Tom Brady not looking like a bodybuilder in 1999, his combine photo. <laughs> and, uh, and they were showing that in the, in that Patriot show, the dynasty that's been airing, uh, four episodes in on Apple TV. It's awesome. Um, but AP, yeah, uh, I'm not even sure who's going or whatever, but again, it's, it always makes for, you, you know, a resumption of football talk just a few weeks after the Super Bowl. Yes, yeah, absolutely, John. It sure does, and uh, it's fun to watch on the television. And like I said, I don't, I don't know about the access per se. If you're a media member, it's more structured, I think. But uh, it's fun for conversation. But John, I'm, I mean, we know some of the greatest players of all time were not the fastest, didn't jump the highest. Correct. Uh, weren't weren't the tallest, weren't the biggest. When you're watching the tape, are they making plays? That's uh, it. Football plays. 
and that's important. So, I mean, it's nice that they have the requisite speed. They're, they're in the ballpark of, let's say, cornerbacks who have been successful. Mm-hmm. You oh, want to find out those types of numbers, I would say. And, and maybe some certain other drills as well. But when you're watching a receiver, I mean, are they catching the ball? Can they run a route? Do they understand and grasp an offense and how to get open? Yeah, yeah there's only so important. many variables that are not necessarily yeah. athletic. I always said from day one, AP, Tom Brady's number one attribute was his intellect, period. Quick decision making. Right. That's what I think yeah, of when I think you know, of Brady, not arm strength and stuff like that. No, no. You're watching John Unitas going way back. I mean, did he have the best arm? I don't think so. Nobody was saying, oh, John Unitas, what a rocket arm he had. No, I don't think Correct. so. And you have these players, well, you could throw it 60 yards. Well, we don't call that play very often. Right. Good point. Good point. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what well, we, we got to Marcus Russell. The 20 and 20. Yeah, 20 and 40 yard passes to the, you know, outs and down the middle, 40 yards with accuracy and throwing to the tight end down the seam and the uh, comeback patterns on the, uh, near the boundaries. And yeah, we call those plays quite often. How did you do in those situations? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, again, Jamarcus Russell, uh, case in point, you know, he could throw the ball, I think, 100 yards, if I'm not mistaken. And I think yeah, it started with a, the combine. There's a jillion of them. Yeah. I mean, that, know, that's nice. Gotta, and, yeah, maybe your agent likes it for you to throw 100 yards so you can promote that, but I don't know any smart football assistant is saying, gee whiz, we got to draft him. He can throw the 100-yard pass. We need him. Right. Well, owners love it, obviously. It's like yeah, right, sexy right. and enticing. Um, but he, he yeah. is maybe the poster child for just throwing it that far and becoming the number one pick, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, he was, sure was. He, he sure was, absolutely. Uh, just the, the classic example. Um, but yeah, it should be fun. I mean, Caleb Williams is clear out of USC and high school in Maryland, uh, DC area, is clearly the presumptive number one pick. I mean, you know, uh, I, yeah, I, we'll see. I, what I guess there's quite a few, no. yeah, quite a few people. It just depends. I mean, it's all personal preference, John, and you make that selection, a personal preference. Hey, John, I just wanted to backtrack for a second and throw Indiana there with five championships as well. Oh, basketball, of course. Indiana. Indiana. How could we forget Indiana? Yeah. I've interviewed Bob Knight. Yeah. 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 Kansas with four, Indiana, Indiana five. <laughs> Yeah, UConn five and Duke with five. So that's three teams of five. Carolina with a six and then the eight, Kentucky, UCLA 11. That's just to let our audience know we didn't forget anybody. Correct. Good point. Good point. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's uh, and I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, Indiana, again, maybe the most memorable interview of my career was with Bob Knight uh, for like 45 minutes. Incredible. So. Uh, thank you. You rescued me on that one. That would have been unforgivable for me <laughs> to not have thought of Indiana the Hoosiers, literally. Um, and just to close out, when I covered the Indianapolis Super Bowl in 2011, the week, Super Bowl week, uh, I was blown away when I got out there and realized how deep. It reminded me of the Steelers in Pittsburgh, how deep the Indiana basketball, everybody was wearing their clothing year round, you know, and just how deep it's in the DNA of the people of Indiana. Uh, it, it, yeah. it was unforgettable. 
I, I'll never forget it. Right. And, you know, I always knew it, the Hoosiers. <clears throat> it, it's the very definition of basketball. But that, that, that little trip taught me all I needed to know. Uh, so thank you, AP, for bringing up the Hoosiers and for calling in today. Great show and great perspective, as always. Thank you, John. My pleasure. And thanks again. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.